If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh and explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Jill, I got a question for you. Okay. Okay. So I'm curious when you are, you're trying to make a decision, you're trying to do something where you're really focused, mm-hmm. maybe you're doing a homework assignment, whatever the case may be. Are you a person that sits still? No, never. And you need to focus on it? Do you get up and pace? What do you do I to pace, help you focus? I move things. I chew the end of my pen. I'm constantly moving my hands. I don't sit still. I don't even have a seat at my desk. You don't have a seat at your no. desk? Do you stand? Yeah. Okay. I make people really uncomfortable. (laughs) Have you always been that way? Probably. So when you would sit in class in school, I was I would chew. I was the kid who would like the pen would explode in my mouth because I would chew the end of the pen, or I would um, or I would like I would fidget with the end of the pen. Uh huh. Okay. Well, that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. When I was in school, Mm -hmm. um, which was long before you were in school, Mm -hmm. um. We, we really weren't allowed to have anything in the classroom like that. I remember kids chewing on erasers or um, chewing on paper. Uh, or... My mom thought I would choke on the end of the pen. You know, like sometimes you could pull it out. Yeah, yeah. I or, didn't. Or kids would um, rock in their oh, back. Oh, I on fell their... on I my chair. I saw many kids fall yeah. in chairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've gotten a little um, little wise these days, mm-hmm. you know, the last several years really to, to really think about when there are students who actually – need to be moving and and adults as well who need to be moving in order to focus now i learned this i I can think of a couple of students that i had who i i did just have to let them get up and walk around pace chew on something have something in their hand it was just helpful because if they were trying to sit still they were using all their energy just to try to sit still okay but there's a philosophical range here and i'm Definitely. i know you have a background like you know more more about this than i do but are we supposed to be teaching kids to not fidget or are we supposed to be allowing them to fidget because it helps them to focus or and this is my big fear i want you to squelch in this in this time is or are we teaching kids who didn't fidget that they should start 
Absolutely not. And, and okay, so we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get, uh, hopefully we'll get to good. that. Okay, so um, so what I what I'm getting at here is there are some students, and usually it's students that have ADHD, which is a neurological. It's not behavioral. It is neurological. Okay. And so there is something in them that requires that they are able to move in order to let their brain focus. Okay. Okay. So not every person needs that though. So for example, I, I have some fidgets here on the table. Uh -huh. Okay. And um, this, this one here, it's, it's a marble and a sleeve. Yes. And this is my favorite fidget, but I'm a neurotypical person. And when I play Tell with Tell me fidget, more about that. What do you mean neurotypical? Okay. So I do not necessarily have a diagnosis of any kind. Okay. So I'm not on the spectrum. I'm not ADHD. Got uh, it. I'm not dyslexic. Okay. I'm neurotypical. Okay. So um, this marble when i use it 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 actually um is a distraction for me okay <laughs> because i'm playing with it and it's taking my focus away from hmm. what i'm supposed to be thinking about so it actually clears my head so it has the opposite effect so i i can't i don't know it just it doesn't i i wouldn't be able to listen to the teacher talk and play with this hmm. okay okay so if i just i can just sit still and listen but I know many, many students who can. My I son can. is one of them. So my son, what is this thing called? Uh, I think it's a track. Okay, so this is a track. This is what my son uses, and he says he has to use it in order to filter information through his mind. So he does a much better job when he can move. So how, how well can students sell okay some of my background is in metacognition and uh -huh. thinking about your thinking and how well can we self-reflect and teach skill sets in that space so how well can students self-assess like i need a fidget i don't need a fidget like how how do they figure that out because as you're talking i have already self-diagnosed myself like for the first time ever i'm, I'm thinking do i have adhd <laughs> like I don't, I don't know which happens often when i talk to you colleen i start to diagnose i think i have everything question I, things that you thought you yeah, knew yeah now you're wondering i knew myself well that's a great question though and and my answer to that is you, you really have to, everything is trial and error with these things because some of them are going to be distracting to, to mm -hmm. some students. These are toys. To some yeah. adults, these are toys. You call them fidget toys. I worry. Well, and that's my biggest worry. I call them worry. fidget tools. You call them toys. I Well, I also have kids. I brought these, some of these from home. Like, they have hundreds of them. So I see the marketing side of this, which drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah I got this is the, you know, This is like the oriental training of the next generation. Yeah, right, is, right, right. Is hundreds of these things in my house and my kids. I, I, do they need them or not? How does okay. a parent know? If their kid needs a fidget. Because if they use it as a toy, then it is not necessary. If they use it when Toys. they are sitting down to try to focus, <laughs> then it's actually Did a I tool. take them all away? So it's a necessity. So okay, if you're if you, you are neurotypical, toys away. sometimes if you are neurotypical, do you not allow your kid as a parent? Do I take all these fidgets away at home? I don't know. Just you generally. can let kids play with toys, but then, okay. then they're treated as toys. Okay. This toys. thing, this to me looks like a toy. Like, I'm not really sure who this would be helping, but, you know, I would play with it as a toy. Yes. But would I, would I bring it in the classroom? You know what? There might be a student who needs the sensory input right. from this and needs to move their hand, and they can put it under the desk, and they can move okay. it, and then they can sure. actually sit and listen to me sure. speak. And by all means, I am not taking that thing away. If you are a teacher, you know this sound. Uh, poppets have taken on this whole new life in 
on Sunday mornings at Mass, you can hear poppets in the hands of toddlers all over the pews. Do you have that experience? No. And at home in the back, well, in the back seat of the car, there are some poppets that have some noise, no noise, uh, a pop tube, which is super. Oh, no. That is not a fidget, Jill. That is a toy. That is a big straw, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, how That's do you... That's not helpful to anybody. No. Talk me through, I know you have some rules. So what? how do you decide well, okay. who should and shouldn't so this, and yeah. what they should do? This is the thing. So when, when and many teachers are trying to figure this out and, the, and they're mm-hmm. exactly where you're coming from. When is it a distraction and when is it a necessity? And you know, for some students, they they, they, they work it out and it's, it's okay. a necessity for them. And as long as it's not a distraction, then they should be able to use it if it's actually helping them focus. So what I have, I do have some fidget rules here and these should be posted in classrooms there are visuals of if you're going to use it this way this is appropriate and if you are going to use it this way that is a toy that is not appropriate let's hear the rules I want to hear them (laughs) okay so we have a definition of what a fidget is a a fidget is a small object that keeps your hands busy so you can pay attention to the teacher sometimes a fidget can help you listen better during class so a paper clip an eraser or a small toy can be a fidget. You can hold it in your hand, you can feel it, move it, play with it, as long as you're looking at the teacher, as long as you're focusing on the the lesson. Sure. So how do I know if I need a fidget, Jill? It's good to use a fidget when you're having trouble paying attention in class. So you try it. You you just Mm. have to try it. It's good to use a fidget when you keep touching things and you're not supposed to touch. Or if you're chewing on things, you're not supposed to be chewing on them. Or whatever the case, you're tearing paper, you're doing whatever. So put a fidget in your hand. And not all fidgets are created equal, I'm telling you. You got to figure out what works for you. You shouldn't need to look at the fidget very much. It's all about the sensory input and the focus. So not a Rubik's Cube. So not a Rubik's Cube, no. No, unless it's the sensory input that you're getting from the cube okay. and the click, click, click from the but cube. But it's distracting because you're trying but to math as you're playing a game. You shouldn't be looking at it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the fidget too much, then you won't be paying attention in class. Okay. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Another rule is that you shouldn't try to get your friend's attention with the fidget. It is not fair to disrupt other people that are trying to learn. Oh, what? You can't throw what? the ball you across cannot. the room? Absolutely not. Launch we have, it? We have a picture of that. This okay. is a no-no. Absolutely not. Um, the rule, another rule is that the fidget needs to stay in your hands or at your desk. A fidget is not to be thrown, dropped, oh. or bounced. Well, so, yeah. So a fidget is good to use if you're having a hard time paying attention, but you have to be careful, careful to follow the fidget rules. Oof. So these are, there are rules around these things. And okay. so, and that's how you figure it out because the kiddos that want to use the fidgets to throw to their friends, those are toys. That's mm-hmm. a distraction. So anything that helps focus mm. on the learning. Do you, speaking do you know the difference now? Yeah. Well, speaking of distraction, there's the bell. Thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune in next time. Everyone's homework is to figure out if they're supposed to be using fidgets or not. There's always more ideas and time to celebrate them. So let's keep those ideas coming from fellow teachers. Let's get back to class. See you next time. See you next time.